Kentucky back hit hard by multiple illnesses. Coach Cal provided an update on the team's health yesterday, predicting the SEC basketball standings as non-conference play begins to wrap up for the Southeastern Conference. And then the SEC championship, Alabama and Georgia facing off on Saturday. We are going to give our predictions and thoughts for that game as well. All of that and more are coming up on today's edition of Locked on Kentucky. On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the illness that has hit the Kentucky basketball program, multiple forms of it. About half the team is out. We're going to talk about what John Calipari said about the team's health. We're also going to be predicting the SEC basketball standings. Did not get a chance to do this before uh, basketball kicked off uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And then finally, in segment three, we're going to be wrapping up uh, SEC predictions. And then just for a little bit of fun, I know it's not a Kentucky-related topic. It's an SEC-related topic. I want to just briefly very briefly talk about the SEC championship because I think the game's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. I'm your host, Lance Stahl, also co-host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Also writer for USA Today for various uh, SEC-related things, but on this show specifically, we take a deep dive into all things Kentucky athletics. All right, so the sickness, the illness that has hit the Kentucky Wildcats, John Calipari, uh, gave uh, an update on his team status just yesterday, said that there was uh, multiple forms of illness. He said, quote, and this is an article from uh, Tyler Thompson of Kentucky Sports Radio on three on three uh, product here. He said, quote, we are so beat up and sick. Thank goodness we're not playing. We've had one with mono, one with strep throat. Probably can't give all the names of the guys, but we've had guys out today's practice will probably have seven players there and like two managers. And uh, Miss Thompson recaps the guys that have been out uh, for for Kentucky already. Davion Mintz has missed three straight games. Keon Brooks sat out the North Florida game, but has returned in limited minutes versus Central Michigan. And then on Tuesday night, Calipari said Damian Collins was ill. Three managers and Brad Calipari are also sick. Calipari himself has a cold which is taking him off of the recruiting trail. Cal also said this, I've got the sniffles, a little nasal, a little chest congestion. I was supposed to go, and you guys and ladies know I travel. If I see uh, need to go go see a kid, I go. I canceled today for the first time in as long as I can rem- remember, only because I don't want to get worn out and then maybe catch something more than I have. Now I would never think that way. I would go sick. I would go coughing. I would just go, but I think that all that we're going through, you start approaching things a little bit Differently, obviously, Coach Cal talking about what's happened in the past year of so a year or so with COVID nineteen, trying to uh, trying to stay safe and trying to uh, take all of the precautions that he can, even if he just has somewhat of a cold. So there it is, right there. Mintz is out, Brooks is out, Damian Collins is out, three managers are out, Brad Calipari's out. It, it feels like half the team right now is out with some form of uh, some form of illness. And just kind of looking at what this could potentially mean for the Wildcats down the road, to be quite honest with you, if the entire team is not healthy by December 7th, which is when uh, Kentucky plays their next game against Southern, 
I don't know if it's necessarily going to affect the Wildcats for two reasons. Number one, it's Southern, and according to Kim Palm, uh, the the uh, the the Wildcats are expected to win that game uh, by a very large margin. Actually, very a very similar margin to what we saw against uh, Central Michigan. Uh, Kim Palm expects uh, Kentucky to beat Southern eighty-five to fifty-eight, and Kentucky just beat North or excuse me Central Michigan eighty-five fifty-seven. And the game before that, 86-52. There have been very similar uh, final scores here over the past few games, and I think that Kentucky is probably going to get a very similar final score uh, to the Central Michigan game against Southern. But anyway, that's, that's, the, that's besides the point. The point being is Kentucky's going to beat Southern. I'm pretty sure they could beat them uh, with some of their walk-ons. And I'm not trying to be too harsh or to be disrespectful. Obviously, Southern is is a, a Division One program. I want to give them respect and Obviously, Kentucky started out slow, so who knows? Kentucky could lose that game, but I'm just saying, with the way that Kentucky's playing right now and the talent that they have, if Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, and Oscar Sheboy are on the floor, if one of those guys is on the floor, they're probably going to beat Southern. And I know that Cal said there's probably seven guys that are playing right now, but I would imagine a couple of them, or the, the guys that are sick, are probably going to be back uh, by the time that Kentucky does play that game uh, here in just a few days, so... It's not that big of a deal. I'll also say this. I think the question should also be asked, well, how do you begin to prep for uh, your next few really tough games? Uh, So you have that game on the 7th against Southern, and then on the 11th, you play on the road at uh, Notre Dame. And that's a game where Ken Palm really doesn't like the Wildcats. Uh, They only give Kentucky a 54% chance to win that game. The final score prediction that Kim Palm predicts is uh, is a one-point Wildcat win, so that could be potentially tough if Kentucky doesn't have all of their guys. Then you play at Ohio State, which is going to be a phenomenal game on CBS after seeing what the uh, the Buckeyes did to Duke just a couple of days ago. And then you play Louisville. And then it's SEC playtime. So I think the question should be asked, you know, well, if they may not, they may be able to not be able to recover from illness right now, and they may be able to still beat Southern. But what about these next three non-conference games? And to that, I would say, I think Kentucky has had enough practice against these these average to below average to even, I would say, bad uh, Division I schools that they can, they can kind of take things in stride, and they can at least go out and compete. I don't know if they'll necessarily win all three of those games, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Louisville, but I certainly think that they will compete and those games, even if they aren't operating with a uh, with a full roster. I mean, you, you you get opportunities to beat teams like Ohio, North Florida, Central Michigan, Albany, Mount St. Mary's. I mean, you've learned things since that loss to Duke, and you've learned things about your team. You learned about what different lineups work well. You learn about what things don't work well, which, by the way, in case you're wondering, the most frequent lineup uh, for, for uh, Kentucky is Wheeler, Washington, Grady, Brooks, and Shebway, right? And Keon Brooks is out, and when you look at the way that uh, that these these guys are used, it's either Severe Wheeler or Oscar Shibway that are used most often in that lineup, according to Kim Palm. Really fantastic stats from Kim Palm, by the way. I I, I take a lot of different uh, different analysis from the numbers that he puts out. Would strongly encourage any basketball fan to uh, sign up for some of his stuff. It's great. But point being is Kentucky should be okay. I think they should be okay. It's, this is this is not as big of a deal as it sounds. For, for Cal to say, oh, well, we've only got seven players. Oh, well, we've only got this, this, and that. You never knew, truly know how many players, I think, are, are out in this type of situation or, or could be coming back quickly, I think is a better way to phrase it. Um, 
So I think that that Kentucky should be just fine uh, in that department with these with these diff- relatively difficult non-conference. Uh, let's just call it what it is. It's the most difficult stretch of non-conference play. They'll be okay. All right, we're going to talk about the SEC basketball standings, going to predict those and talk about what I think about the Wildcats and the rest of the SEC in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march into the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to our new, updated, or desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for for the uh, 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Again, really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody to please subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when the next episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. All right, SEC basketball standings predictions. This is not. The overall record of these teams. This is the uh, this is where I think they will finish in the standings. It's not even necessarily about their their conference record, although I do have I do have one for all of these teams. It's just about where I think they'll finish in the standings. There's not a whole lot of surprise here, I don't think. Uh, again, that's just coming from me. I'm not surprised by my picks. So if you uh, if you guys have any any disagreement whatsoever uh, with with these standings, or if you have any thoughts about uh, where you think Kentucky will finish. You can follow me on Twitter. You can tag me on Twitter. You don't have to follow me. You can just at me on Twitter at Daw Pound, D-A-W-E-P-O-U-N-D. We're working on getting the uh, the social media up for uh, Locked on Kentucky on Twitter. That will be a lot of fun to get to engage with you guys. I'm really thinking about doing some type of Twitter Tuesday. I know that Locked on Vols and Eric Kane, uh, they do a Twitter Tuesday over there where they're just uh, they we they get to uh, take some questions from the fans and I would love to interact with you guys and just get your thoughts about this basketball team and get to just kind of envelop myself in the culture and what you guys think about uh, this Kentucky basketball program and the football program and all different sports. If you got thoughts about any of the sports going on with the Wildcats, I'm looking forward to uh, eventually getting to talk with you guys about it. All right, SEC basketball standings. I'm going to start for the bottom. We're going to do half of the uh, SEC here, and then we're going to work our way up. And you'll, I think you guys will like where I have Kentucky. And this is not bias. Uh, if if anybody has taken a look at my Twitter, they know that I live in Auburn. They know that I talk and write a little, quite a bit about Auburn. There is no bias here. There is no bias towards Auburn. This is legitimately what I think is going to happen. And I think everybody's going to really be pleased with where I have the Wildcats. Number 14, I have Georgia. Now you may be saying, Lance, Georgia just went and beat number 18, Memphis. How do you have them finishing last in the SEC? Well, I think they're going to go somewhere around 3-15 and 15 and maybe 4-14 and 14 in SEC play. And I just don't think that they have the guys to do it. They've got so many different transfer, transfers that they lost. They've got so many different guys that they have now coming back in. I believe P.J. Horn is still not fully healthy. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to survive an entire SEC where it's uh, the top half is pretty, pretty stinking loaded. And I just don't know if Georgia will be able to find a lot of wins down the stretch. I think Tom Crean will be being let go 
uh, here shortly. I, I maybe it, it might not be before the end of the season, but I think uh, it, it, I think that it will definitely be whenever the season ends. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll make a, a move midway through. All right, number thirteen, Missouri. Look, Missouri was decent last year. They had some guys leave. Xavier Pinson's now at LSU. They are not who they once were, which was a which it was a bubble team, an eight seed, a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. This year's a down year. It's a rebuilding year. They've got some pieces that they have to rework, uh, and I don't see Missouri making a lot of noise uh, in the uh, in the SEC. And a lot of this has to do with the way that uh, with the way that the top half of the league is playing. Which, by the way, just look at Missouri right now. They're four and three. They beat Central Michigan by ten. Who who Kentucky just boat raced. They scored 58 against an eh Florida State squad. They lost to Wichita State, and they are currently getting drilled at the time of this recording by Liberty. They've scored 11 first-half points. We're go- they're going to halftime, and they've scored 11 points. Wow. At the time of this recording, Missouri is getting shelled uh, against Liberty, only averaging 68.9 points per game are the Tigers. At number 12, I have South Carolina somewhere around, what, 5 and 5 and uh 13, 6, and 12, somewhere around there. Look, South Carolina always has struggles early in non-conference play. They just went on the road and lost to Coastal Carolina by 24 points. But also, you got to look at what else they've done this season so far. They beat Wofford, who is not absolutely terrible. They beat UAB, who, uh, while their record may not suggest that they're, they're going to be any 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 sort of formidable team at the end of the year, I think that uh, I think that they are very well coached by Andy Kennedy, Andy Andy Kennedy. Excuse me, I believe they're third in the nation in turnovers forced per game. It's like a little over twenty one, something crazy. And UAB is currently six and two right now with a uh, with a win over East Tennessee State, which is actually may not sound like it. That's actually pretty big. So South Carolina, uh, I think, is going to be able to bounce back just a little bit in SEC play. Uh, but they've got like games against Florida State, Clemson, Army, Georgetown coming up. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't see them making a ton of noise. Vanderbilt, I have at number eleven. The one reason that I have Vanderbilt finishing at number eleven is because of one player. One reason, one player. Scotty Pippen Jr. Scotty Pippen Jr. came back after having a phenomenal year last year. Now his numbers are not great this season, but I think it's going to. I think he's going to start to ramp things up. As, uh, as conference play approaches, and I think he's going to do some good things in conference play. Vanderbilt, by the way, right now, something that they've not been very good at recently is playing defense. They're only giving up 55 points a game. 55 points a game. Look at this. They, they, they held uh, VCU in a loss to 48 points. Vanderbilt only scored 37, but they're, all, they're averaging 72, so it's not that, that bad, actually, offensively. They uh, held Winthrop to 63, and you may be saying Winthrop. Who even cares about Winthrop? Well, Winthrop just beat uh, Washington just a week or so ago. So Winthrop's no joke. They won Pittsburgh, held them to 52, and they held Mississippi Valley State, probably the worst team in D1, probably, to 36 points. So, I mean, the schedule's not been crazy, but they actually have been able to figure out how to play a little bit of defense. Number 10, Ole Miss. Going to try and hurry along here. Number 10, Ole Miss. I think the defense is going to have to carry them through this SEC slate. They are currently giving up 61.7 points per game. They've got uh, what I think is a pretty talented uh, backcourt, specifically with Jarkel Joyner, who is averaging over 15 points a game as a senior, shooting lights out, 44% from three. 
Uh, they've got some. Uh, they've got some relatively talented guys uh, in their backcourt. So I have them at seven and eleven, tenth in the SEC. I think it's going to be fascinating to see if their shooting can uh, can carry them through uh, to get seven wins potentially in the SEC. I have Texas A and M at ten, and there's not a ton that I'm basing this off of, other than I just really like the grit Buzz Williams teams play with. I just really like the way that they play hard. Uh, I think that they've got some pieces from last year that are trying to grow up right now, specifically guys like Andre Gordon uh, and Marcus Williams. I think those guys are going to the front, uh, the backcourt specifically. I think those guys are going to try and grow up relatively quickly this season. I think we're going to see some. Uh, I think we're going to see A and M probably beat a couple teams that they shouldn't. I think it's going to surprise some people. All right, real quick, let's go. Number eight, Mississippi State, nine and nine in the SEC. Mississippi State has the makings of a complete team, and I think they, that they would do well if they weren't playing in the SEC this year because, man, it is loaded. Okay, just look at their look at their starting five. All right, so they've got Shaquille Moore, who is probably the most forgettable name out of the starting, the starting five, but he's shooting really well this season, 42% from three, averaging, uh, averaging 12 points a game. They've got Iverson Molinar, who is averaging almost 16 a game, shooting guard, Playing really well this season. Played really well last year. DJ Defrey, Jeffries, uh, transfer from Memphis. He's averaging 10 a game. Garrison Brooks, the transfer from North Carolina. He's averaging almost 11 a game. And then Tolu Smith, really, really good center. 16 points, 9 rebounds a game. This is a complete basketball team. Very, very talented. Very, very talented. Giving up only 58.5 points per game. Put a little pressure on you. Very physical team. They like to get to the basket. Absolutely love the style of play that Ben Howland has got going on uh, for the Bulldogs, but I just don't think with some of the talent in the top half of this league that Mississippi State will necessarily be able to Mississippi State will necessarily be able to uh, surpass some of these other squads. I really like these teams in the top half, so we're going to get to those in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. They've got so many different flavors too, you'll have a hard time choosing. We have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. All of those sound absolutely absolutely fantastic. Mint brownie, cookies and cream. I mean, it's always a no-brainer. Cookies and cream, any day of the week, give it to me. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. This specifically with cookies and cream, guys, absolutely fantastic. You can let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. But make sure you have some couple nap- a couple napkins on hand because it could get messy. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you could also use this with your co- uh, cup of cocoa. You need to get your hand on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy, and through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe that they're filled with protein. That would be absolutely fantastic with cu- with a, a cup of cocoa. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky here. Really appreciate you guys 
making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Top half of the SEC standings, the way, at least the prediction that I have for the uh, for the SEC standings. Going to go through this relatively quickly here, and then I'll give a brief, uh, brief, brief uh, d- discussion about uh, the SEC championship. All right, number seven in the SEC, Florida, twelve and six, eleven and seven, somewhere around there. Could be, uh, could be ten and eight, somewhere in between there. Florida uh, got off to a relatively hot start this season after after beating Ohio State, that buzzer beater earlier uh, in the year. They beat number twenty Florida State, and then they uh, they lost on the road in a relatively close game to Oklahoma, seventy four to sixty seven was the final score there. The Gators got up to number fourteen in the AP poll. I'm sure they will go down just a little bit after they lost to the Sooners, but I think that they will. Uh, I think they'll make a little bit of noise. In SEC play, Mike White always has that 10-8, and 11-7 type of year with Florida. Tyree Appleby has been really good as a senior for them so far this year. And then Colin Castleton, the seniors, averaging over a double-double per game, 14 points, 10 rebounds. They've got some good pieces. I would be surprised if they, if they did not play well in SEC play because they typically play okay at the worst. I think Florida is is a not necessary. You know, I'll say I think they're a lock for 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 eight or higher in the SEC. I don't see them doing worse than that. I've got them at seven. Number six, this is a team that could potentially fit finish much higher than I have them projected. LSU, LSU is currently eight and zero, and they are unranked. And you look at some of the teams that they've beaten. They beat Texas State NCAA tournament team eighty four to fifty nine. They beat Liberty NCAA tournament team. They beat Belmont. That's another NCAA tournament team. They beat Penn State in overtime, showing a little grit against a decent squad. They beat Wake Forest on the road. They beat Ohio, who last year was an NCAA tournament team. And also, want to point this out about the Ohio game. Uh, LSU was only favored by 11 in this matchup. Covered that one one, uh, 66-51. Legitimate Ohio Bobcats team. LSU has done everything they possibly could, I think, up until this point with an 8-0 record to get ranked other than beat a top 25 team. They're averaging almost 80 a game. They're giving up 54-ish a game. And the guy that makes everything go for them, Darius Days, the uh, power forward senior, 16 points a game, almost 8 rebounds a game. And then also I mentioned earlier Xavier Pinson uh, transferred in over from Missouri. He's averaging almost 5 assists a game. They've got some really good pieces. Efton Reed... The uh, the uh, freshman center, averaging a little over 10 right now. They've got some good pieces, man. They might be a little thin in different spots, but they've got some good pieces. All right, number five here, Arkansas, 11-7, and 12-6, something like that, somewhere around there. They are currently 7-0. and They're ranked 10th in the nation right now. And I think a lot of people think that Arkansas – is a little bit of a dark horse to make a legitimate run for one of the two best uh, seeds in the SEC. And here's why I don't think that. I've watched a little bit of Arkansas basketball, and I think I talked about it on the show before. Can't remember if I was talking about it on ESPN Radio or if I was talking about it here. But they've got a little bit of an issue when it comes to playing team defense. And I think when it comes to playing team offense, their offense obviously is playing really well. They're averaging 81 points a game. But it feels like whenever you watch the Razorbacks, they've played bad competition and they've gotten away with playing selfishly on the offensive end where everybody wants to be the scorer 
it's, it seems like whenever you watch Arkansas. And let me tell you something. They've got scores. Don't get me wrong. They've got guys that can score. JT Note is averaging 18 points a game right now, playing really, really well. The Miami transfer Chris Likes is averaging 12 a game. Jalen Williams has been a good piece. Connor Vanover is eventually going to find his three-point shot, the center, uh, because we all know that he can shoot it. I think this is a good team. I think they need to gel a little bit. I think they need to build a little bit of, of chemistry. And from what I've seen from them, they do not play like a complete team that can finish in the top four and get that double by in the uh, SEC tournament. That's just not what I've seen from them. All right, number four, Alabama. Yes, Alabama lost to Iona, but I think that this Crimson Tide team, honestly, any team in this top four or five could win, win the regular season. I, I honestly think so. So don't don't discount me putting a team like Arkansas or Alabama at four and five because I think they could go a lot long. I, they could go a lot further than what I project. But this is just what I'm projecting right now. Alabama lost to Iona just a uh, just a week or so ago. It was not pretty. When they don't shoot the three well, this team dies. But they're averaging almost 86 points a game right now, so they're hitting the three. I just don't know if that's going to be able to to be consistently sustained in SEC play. And what I'm talking about is that three-point shooting. I don't know if Quinterly, Davidson, Shackelford, I don't know if that those guys are going to be able to chuck up threes and hit them at the rate that they're hitting right now, which is about 34% of the time. It's not half bad. Also, I do want to point out, I think they've got a little bit of a, well, I'll say very thin front court. I know that Noah Gurley and Jawan Gary, they kind of make a, a good mix at the uh, at the power forward position. But uh, Charles Bediaco, who is who is incredibly young, I don't know if they're going to be able to stitch things together. So if they can't make the three, I don't know where they go this season. And if they're going to run into teams that are better lengthy in the SEC. I'm looking specifically at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Legitimate squads that will probably give them a lot of trouble. And I just don't know if Alabama can shoot their way out of it. Number three, I have Auburn. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier, I've watched quite a bit of the Tigers this season. And I think that they are they are one player away from playing uh, playing as a top four seed in the SEC. And that player is obviously Alan Flanagan. He's out right now. Should be coming back from injury in just a few games here. Um, but I think the Tigers, they have issues in the half court. That I don't like. I don't think that this team is going to be able to survive in the half court against some of the defensive squads, like I mentioned earlier. Let's go through them again: Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, LSU, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Teams that that are lengthy, that have talent, that are athletic. I just don't know if Auburn's going to be able to survive in the half court, and if they can't run with it, which if they've not shown that they really want to run with it a lot this year. I just don't know if they can survive. But I will say the the double overtime loss to UConn, despite it being a loss, was impressive. The games of the Bahamas against Loyola, Chicago, and Syracuse were impressive. Wendell Green has been really nice. It's a shame that they moved him to the bench because I think he's been he's been a really good point guard for the Tigers. Um, I think their defense has been phenomenal this year. I think Walker Kessler's legit. I think Jabari Smith is going to probably be a top five draft pick. They just need to continue to work out the kinks. And it's very similar to Arkansas. I don't think Auburn's selfish. I just think that they need to become a team. They're working on that. They've got a lot of transfers. They're working on that. I didn't even mention KD Johnson from Georgia. 
He's uh, he's averaging 15 a game for the Tigers. He, they're playing really, they're playing really well individually right now. I want to see them continue to build as a team, and maybe they'll get to that third spot. Maybe they'll get higher. Who knows? Number two, Tennessee. Goodness gracious, his team is absolutely loaded. I mean, at every single spot, doesn't matter. Open down, up and down the board. Kennedy Chandler uh, is probably going to win SEC Freshman of the Year. If I were voting right now, I'd give it to him. They've got some really talented pieces. Justin Powell, transfer from Auburn. Santiago Vescovi uh, is also a shooter. is averaging almost well, 15 and a half points per game. Josiah Jordan-James, Victor Bailey, John Fulkerson. I mean, they have just got, they've got it all, man. This is, this is a team that could make a deep, deep run in um, March Madness. This could be a Final Four team. After seeing them play and, and looking at just the star talent that they have, this looks like a Final Four team. Number one, as I kind of hinted at, Kentucky. I think Kentucky's going to win the regular season title in the SEC, as they have done so many times recently. And I think it's the style of play, and I think it's the talent. I think the fact that Kentucky knows how to rebound and run and score in transition uh, is really, really important in this league. Being able to do it at an elite level, forcing teams uh, into some turnovers, getting rebounds whenever teams miss. This is a good team all around. As we've discussed before, I think some some of these players need to uh, work on some things. I think that there uh, needs to be a little bit more consistency uh, in, in pressuring the ball on the defensive side of the floor. But overall, I think this is a very, very talented squad. I think it is the most talented squad in the SEC. And the fact that Cal has been able to make all these different transfers work and, and they've been able to develop this chemistry so early, I can just, I can't imagine what the, uh, well, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what the, the next couple of months hold in SEC play. Got to work on some things as everybody else does, but could be uh, truly special. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Do me a favor, make your second listen today, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. Again, sometime soon, we're going to be doing some type of Twitter Tuesday or something like that, so stay updated I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, engaging with some of you guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Doll Pound. Again, if you have any thoughts about my uh, my SEC standings, give me a tag. Shout me out. Ask me, ask me a question about it. I'd love to talk to you guys. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Go Wildcats, and God bless.